Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're thrilled to death. <laughs> And you're listening to our show. Uh, we're we're minus we, that we you got to me real fast because uh, we have some personnel um, stuff going on. Um, just really quickly, we are uh, well. We've got a guest online. Let's let's just bring this guest in, and then then we'll talk about all this business. Guest, who are you? Hey, I'm Mark from Summer School Electronics. That's right, one half of Summer School Electronics, as I was led to believe. Is that correct? Well, it's me and my wife. So, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I, I do the building, but yes, she is very integral to the yes. operation so around these parts. So 80% of the, the, <laughs> the, the, the company. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, when you go home, just tell her you said that you were only 40% of the company. Oh, yeah. I was like, She'll never whole know. Thing. She'll never yeah, you know. the whole thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we are uh, glad to have Summer School on our show tonight. We met them at NAMM. They were delightful. And uh, they uh, gave us a really cool pedal to play with. And we're going to talk about uh, their rise to stardom and, <laughs> and all and how they got started. It's really, I think it's going to be a fantastic story. I was, you know, in the first 20 minutes of talking to them, I said, you know what? Just let's skip all this. Let's do a show. Actually, it was only about 20 seconds and I said that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so uh, really quickly, I just want to talk about uh, personnel here. So Billy... Um, you know we've we've had Billy on the show for a while now, and uh, he is an absolute gem, a total sweetheart of a human, and a hell of a guy. Yes, um, who has actually been uh, in in pretty bad shape for the last I think th- almost four years. Um, yeah, it was four years. He st- he had uh, pretty heavy duty back surgery. The pandemic hit. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, man, I haven't been able to do anything in four years. This is the summer of me. So he's gonna dip in as much as possible. But we're giving him a summer pass. I'm sure he'll be uh, swinging back in um, occasionally, and then we'll see him back mostly, I suppose, in fall and in December if he can remember how to get here. I think, uh, I think he'll remember. Yes. Um, and then Jared is uh, heavy work trying to build his deck as he has all this rented equipment that he reminded me how much it cost every 10 minutes when I visited him. So um, we're giving him a pass. Uh, so hopefully everybody's okay with it just being me and Tony. Um, I'm not okay with that. Uh, I'm okay with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> fine. Mark, you and I will. We'll oh, hang okay. Out. So right. I guess I'm outvoted. Thanks, Tony. It's all right. Uh, well, we've had an, an awful lot going on as of late. Um, uh, all kinds of announcements and stuff. And we're kind of past that. We're sliding into the easy breezy summer days. And um, in as we're doing that, I, I received a, a really fantastic um, message from one of our dear friends, Bruce Bacon, ah, one of the, the biggest contributors to our uh, show in many ways, questions, comments, and uh, would-you-rathers and stuff. He says, hey, Todd and team, including Tony, Jared, Billy, and John Esterly when he shows up. Congratulations on seven years of guitar knobs, exclamation point. Sustaining anything for seven years is a huge milestone, and you have a lot to be proud of. You've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast and makes us so ha- so very happy, pun intended. 
Your hard work is recognized and appreciated. You and the crew definitely have your style dialed in and keep hitting the high heights each year. Thank you for entertaining and informing us each week. I wish you and the gang continued success and happiness. Future awesome Rolling Stones member, not. Because that was that was one of his things that I think he threw in. Um, you know, he didn't have to do that. No, he, he could have just thought it in his head when he was driving. But he took the time to do that. And that I honestly, that just means so much to us. And we really do appreciate that, Bruce. And actually, Bruce is gonna be joining us for a show because that dag- on it, he deserves it. He's he contributes so much. And uh, so he'll be on in in uh, the upcoming weeks here. So we'll be really thrilled to talk to him because he's got a lot going on up in his noggin about guitar stuff. Oh, yeah. Aside from that, Tony, yes, is there Todd. anything like outstanding that you we got we, we, we're, we got a lot of good, great guests in the hopper right now. OK. And, and the Dennis Hopper, uh, the Dennis Hopper. Yes. Mm. Um, by the way, speaking of Dennis Hopper, I finally saw and I never saw this one before. The Sons of Katie Elder. It's a great mm. old Western uh, Dean Martin and uh, Dennis Hopper and John Wayne and all huh. these guys. It was great. I'll have to check that one out. I've, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, one. it's kind of dark, and you're like, oh, these bad guys. These, they're bad. Are they bad? They're to bad. The bone? Yeah. Huh. They're not sheepish either. Hey, y'all. So, um, uh, so, speaking of this hopper, what is going on? Well, we just, uh, I, I've got this huge list that I came back to Nam, came back from Nam with. Yeah. And have since also discovered all kinds of new people out there, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and, and in fact, we, you know, we were talking about the Rickenbacker book. Yes. Uh, and, and talking with the gentleman who put that together, and then hopefully that's Martin good. Kelly. Martin Kelly. Hopefully that's going to produce something in the near future. Um, I'm leaving that kind of in your heads to a certain degree. Don't look surprised. Oh. You're looking surprised. Why you look surprised? You set it up. Oh, did I? Yes. <clears throat> I I think I I pitched and I I was hoping that's a setup. I think you would you would was that a setup, Mark? With a bat. I think I pitched it and then I made mean, the first contact. That's a setup. I'll say it's a setup. I'll yeah. give it to you. All yeah. right. All right. All right. Well, so, glad we figured that out. So I'm not surprised. I'm just playing right. judge on this one. Just Thank you. Thank you. The others be like, eh, I'll take that one. We also have some really exciting stuff planned for uh, some 101 action coming up pretty soon uh which i'm 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 keen to learn all, i'm gonna sit back and just do a lot of learning on these ones coming up uh so that'll be uh coming and um yeah just lots of great stuff so hopefully uh hopefully you don't hate us anymore and you'll keep listening how about that do it it'll feel good all right let's get on with this what's going on in our music weeks this week the lovely the bespectacled the bedraggled Tanya Bolonsky is be, gonna be draggled. Bedraggled. Yeah. You're a little bedraggled right you, now. Are you saying I'm yeah. dressed in a drag? No, bedraggled. Bedraggled is a term for you know, just sort of you know, like had a hard day. You're bedraggled. Yeah, look it up. That's great. All right. Um I'm dragging ass. Yes. Uh so Tony Tanya yes. is going to click kick us off. Yeah, he's going to start the show. I'm going to I'm going to show you how it's done. Yes, you're going to do it. Then we're going to check in with Mark and I'll wrap it up. Well, that sounds good. Well, this week, Todd, I wanted to talk a little bit about a guitar that came into my possession. Um, it is a Chibson. 
as yes. we, we like to refer to. Yes. And this one, you wouldn't <clears throat> know it. You would not know it. I mean, you honestly, well, like, I, I mean. I would, but You yes. would. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. So, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, um, I think it was Zounds or somebody had uh, Gibson Custom Shop make uh, a handful of the what they refer to as Les Paul Seniors. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a, a, a standard, like a Les Paul standard, but with a wraparound uh, bridge, mm-hmm. a P90, single P90. Dog ear. Dog ear. And uh, button tuners and and dots and that sort of thing. So basically... Is it dots or <clears throat> is it... Uh... <clears throat> this one has traps. But, yeah. But the, the one that Zounds had done. But they were selling them for like six grand. And, you know, that's a that's a that's a lot that's, of dough. That's silly. Yeah. That's that's silly money. Silly money. So I happen to be trolling. I mean it's totally worth it, but it's silly. Yeah, yeah. I would I would do it <laughs> yeah, in a heartbeat. Of course, but, yeah. But it's <laughs> <laughs> but um anyhow, I happen to be trolling the the uh DH Gate Waters. Before you dip into that, <laughs> yes. The alternative to that is, the, is no is the uh, is the Epiphone Jared. Oh yeah, um, Gold uh, Goldie. I think it's Goldie. Uh, or whatever Goldie something. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, except not. It's not. You know, uh, well, it's it's wrong in many ways too. I mean. <laughs> Many, many, many ways. Sure, but sure, anyhow, sure, yeah. so the, what they had available on DH Gate was a single pickup wraparound bridge. Um, they had a soap bar P90 in it and a, a pick guard that looked more like you would find on like a ES295. Um, Explain that to the listeners, Tony. That's the floral, that has the floral design in gold on a cream pick Oh, guard. wasn't that oh. uh, Les Paul's wife's guitar? Ooh, uh, that that model she had oh uh, yes she did have one yeah it was like that but, yeah but hers was smaller it wasn't the full size yeah, it was like the, it was cream uh, cream guard with a gold gold inlay. design yeah yeah and i beautiful. also and i also worked with gibson years ago on their guitar of the month which we called the lp 295 so it was basically a gold top les paul yes i remember those yes the, uh with the same kind of design only on a les paul style guard right right um, so, um, anyhow, long story, even longer, they had uh, this thing, it's a gold top knockoff. Um, I said, well, you know what? I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of single pickup guitars with wraparound bridges. Yeah. Who's uh, not? I'll I know eat, a lot of people. I'll are. eat those for breakfast every day of the week. Yeah. If I can. Well, mm. how, now, many, <laughs> how long have you been collecting? <laughs> <Tony? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hungry. <laughs> I have a voracious <laughs> appetite. So um, I, I, I ordered this up months and months ago. I mean, this one this one took the longest probably out of anything. That yes, I've done. you've talked about it many times. Uh, not this one. Oh, that was a different one that you've was talked a about many one. times. Yes. Okay. There's, you know, anyhow. <laughs> it, it should be called a DH gate update. Yes, DH gate date <laughs> update. Yes. Yeah. So then anyhow, um, what I do with a lot of these things is I will take them, set them up, improve them, put better electronics, and yeah. change out tuners. I mean, that's basically what you have to do on all these guitars. Yeah. Uh, may I say, just really quick, for the all the people who are picking up rocks right now, all right, <laughs> that the the nice thing about, and I totally understand, 
I understand both sides of the coin of like, we're buying stuff on Teenage we should be buying from regular guitar builders and all this stuff, okay? Uh, I've done enough of that in my day. He's got like <laughs> a ridiculous amount. But also, you can't possibly, on a price match, get anywhere near what these things are. Now, granted, they're kind of, you know, they got a lot of <laughs> goofy things about it, but that's what Tony enjoys doing is putting a little extra in and oh, yeah. fixing up. I mean, so it's, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a hobby. It doesn't, doesn't hurt you and these these stay in my in, in my possession i don't resell them as you know yeah fakes although i've seen that at the guitar show and i was like shame on shame. you guys yeah there's people that will do that yeah so anyhow um i ended up on this one uh putting a lindy fralin hum canceling uh dog ear p90 and one of my favorite pickups for a single pickup uh guitar okay question from the audience hey uh what doesn't that uh, negate the natural nature, the audio nature of the P90? It does not, because if you okay. go back to the Lindy Fralin uh, podcast that we did many moons ago, mm -hmm. he explained why, and I, and this has been my experience as well, it's, it's a different take on uh, sideways coiled uh, pickups like they would have used, Gibson would have used on on their bases. Some people call them sidewinders. Some call, call people call them mud buckers, whatever. But it's a, it's a little different structure. But because of the way that it's put together, it still sounds like a P90. So you don't get the hum, which is tough on a single pickup guitar. Yes. And you still, it still sounds like a P90. And that to me is most important because I've worked with, you know, stacked P90s. Of course you have. And they don't sound... Of course Anything they don't. Like that. No, that's actually like a P100, isn't it? At P100 that point? is yeah, yeah. That that's a stacked P90. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, I put it all back together, leveled the frets. Something you also have to do. Uh, changed all the hardware out to nickel. That's just me. I'm weird that way instead of chrome. And uh, the the one bad thing that happened when it arrived, there is it. It must have taken a hit somewhere along the way. So in the back corner of the headstock, uh, there's a, a, a chunk of wood missing. <laughs> mm. um, and I was able to contact through DH Gate and said, hey, we got a problem here. Is it a big chunk? Um, Show me the chunk. You can't see it from wait, the front. No, I mean the guitar. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, it's yeah. the corner. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's like something you do at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> that's just some that's just some attitude, man. Yeah. But anyhow, so I contacted customer service at DH Gate. We were able to negotiate an additional fifty dollars off. So so I'm into like this guitar for next to nothing. Yeah. Um and um so all things considered That's really cool. I like it a lot. And you're gonna let me play it? Yeah, you can play it if you want. Okay, sweet. Yeah, it's all ready, it's ready to go. Thanks, man. Yeah, take it with you if you want. I'd love care. to. I'll bring it back. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Mark, you want me to send it to you? Yeah. Let <laughs> me <laughs> look at it. <laughs> but anyhow, um, so all things considered, I was pretty happy with it. And, you know, like I said, getting something for next to nothing yes. is, is... And what are you going to do next time you decide to get something next to nothing? Uh, I'm going to call Todd That's first. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, we'll make, I we'll have make fun. arrangements. You guys, no, you're not allowed to have hey, fun. Hey, I like fun. Yeah, that's not what I hear. All right. Anyhow, so that was my thank you. Uh, my week Are you done yet? This music, okay. This time <laughs> of the year. Mark, save me from this business here. 
What is going on in your music world this week? If you can make it not about building pedals, that would be oh, amazing. Try. I, mean, that, I can try. I mean, uh, I'm prepping for the summer with a bunch of pedal building, so that's been taking most of the time. But when not doing that, uh, I play in a couple bands, and um, I play guitar in a band that's like a like a post-hardcore punk rock type thing called okay. Bridge Under Fire is the name of it. All right. And we're, we have a gig... Uh, this Friday, like New York and, hardcore, <laughs> uh, kinda more. It's we're we always get uh, uh, it's for fans of uh, like Hot Water Music, Polar Bear Club, like that kind. Oh of, yeah, okay, that's cool. Or Rocky with shouty vocals, you know. Okay. Uh, I found out today our bass player like fell and like sprained his elbow and wrist, so I think we're playing as a trio, oh. and I got to play all my rhythm parts on bass instead of on guitar. Oh. So I'll be doing that this weekend. That'll so be interesting. To, We've, we've had to do it once before, and we're like... Is he super, just super clumsy, or what? Uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful man. Uh, but we're all old, so, you know, things happen. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Well, yeah, how so, old are you? Do you mind me asking? Uh, I'm 37. No, oh, brother. <laughs> Listen, man, it's not the year, it's the mileage. That's, all right? Okay, okay. Well, I'll, ta- hey, I'll take that any day of the week. I've seen some things that can't be unseen. So I've seen there's some, things. There's definitely some mileage. But uh, yeah, no, so that's why I'm just trying to get ready for that gig this weekend. That, What's your band uh, called? Uh, Bridge Under Fire. Oh, I thought it was gonna be called Tripod or something like that. <laughs> hey, yo. no, I'm not there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's the biggest thing in my guitar world right now. That and then just you know, pedal, pedal, pedal. But I'm sure we'll get into all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. We have. Um, well, uh, Tony. Oh, uh, Todd. Tony. Tony. Yes. Uh, did anything happen to your as music world this fact, week? A few, as a matter of fact, a few things happened this week. I was driving home from Tennessee. Uh, no, well, I did drive home from Tennessee, but first I drove home from Georgia because I spent uh, a week and some change with my folks. We were having uh, some some difficult uh, difficult times uh, health wise and stuff uh, with uh, my family right now and. Uh, which is why we didn't have an an episode before this one. Uh, well, there was one. It just we had to skip a week, so um, unfortunately. But anyways, on the way home, I stopped off to hang out with my dear friend Jared, and oh, uh, yes. he always lets me hang out at his house, and we have fun times. And <laughs> uh, I watched him try to make holes in the ground for his deck, and then we had some food and junk. And uh, then we messed around in his guitar room, and he showed me the secret door and all that stuff, which is no longer a secret at all. Um, <laughs> and he showed you got a couple of new things, and, and we just had a good time hanging out. And then he said, hey, have you seen the Gordon Lightfoot <laughs> the, the Gordon Lightfoot documentary? And, you know, we've kind of given him the business about that. Uh, on the show a little bit uh, and I said no but I would love nothing more to watch that with you right now oh my and God. it was great it was honestly it was so good I, I, I do encourage you back in uh, oh man in they only spent like 30 seconds on the song that's his most famous song yeah and how much time do they give the uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh, uh, a bit more well because it's an 80 minute long song yeah um <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was it was cool. It was interesting, and there was gear. There was a little bit of gear stuff, and just you know, 
you you saw the his impact yeah. on a community and and it was it was cool. We had a good time. Yeah, good times, good times, good times. And then um, and then I swung on the way back. I swung over to Chase's shop and Chase Gullet Gullet Guitars, uh, dear friend of mine, and we we hung out for way longer than we ever intend to. That usually happens because we get talking. Um, but he's building a really awesome new guitar. Uh, it's, uh, basically it's like black on black body. Um, and, uh, he's using some gold hardware in it and it just looks so tough. It's mm. really cool. It's like, it's like, uh, a, it's like a tough guy with shiny shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it looks really cool. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's loosely based off the, the, uh, the, the stylings of my guitar, Vinny. So, ah, Vinny. Yes. Without the points, without the pointy stuff. Anyways, um, so hey, if you see that, go check out Gullet Guitar, and I'm telling you, that is a really handsome guitar, and it is going to play fantastic. The neck on that thing is bueno. Um, so hit him up and go buy that thing. Now, onward and upward, we need to uh, just bring to everyone's attention yes. about... Things that you can use to make your pedal life better. Now, <laughs> your pedal Eric, life. Yes, your pedal life. Eric Marrow, who was on the show recently, a good yeah. friend of our show. Yeah. He uh, sent up, set up a post, and he says, "Oh my gosh, I just got these things in the mail, and just like the guitar knob said, these things are fantastic. I'm sold." And Doctor No also placed a big old order to put in Alan Johannes's pedal board that he's building for his tour. So we had three of our recent guests benefit from the the great things that Tour Gear Designs does. They make some fantastic patch cab cables. Um, I encourage you to go over to TourGearDesigns.com, put a bunch in your cart. They are way cheap, and they are way impressive when you get them on a board. You're just like, why have I not been using these things Uh and from now on, you will. Use the guitar knobs as a discount code in your basket. You're going to save 10%, and they ship out mighty quick. So um, make sure you do that. We want to say thanks to Tour Gear for sponsoring our Four on the Floor. Thank you, Tour Gear. Tony? Let me get a little bit of this. Yeah, that extra sawdust and stuff is helping oh, yeah. out. All right. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the Floor. All right, Mark Turley of Summer School. What's your four on the floor? Ooh, all right. This took some thought to get into this because I know the rule was that you can't use your own pedals when doing the four on the, the floor. The rules are in rock and roll, there are no rules except if you're on the show talking about four on the floor. Oh, <laughs> well, yes. However, I mean, so I was going through, I was like, well, it's been a while since I haven't used like my own stuff because I built it for me you yes. know so I'm like time oh. travel time travel i know i had to go back and think like what did i use before that i really really liked uh so first um for a drive my favorite uh heavy gain drive pedal is the jhs angry charlie oh which, okay yeah if you're not familiar is basically a jcm 800 uh like super gained out in a box it's originally based on the Marshall governor is the original take on it, which is, you know, it's just a very high gain drive pedal. Uh, but when I was making my choice, I would go with, take the altered version, which was 
the JHS Boss collaboration of the Angry Driver, which was the uh, JCM 800, or was the, sorry, the Angry Charlie and the Boss Blues Driver two in one. Oh, uh, yeah. Where you can do switch them in series or parallel or change on the, I was like, that's, then you get your light drive and your heavy drive, which affords me an extra pedal to choose for this whole list, which I thought was a good way to get around that. Mm. But yeah, if that I think is one of my favorite drive pedals if i'm ever like making any sort of recording and i'm like i don't want to switch to another amp we'll just use this and suddenly any amp you put it through it just sounds like an 800 you know what i mean yeah yeah, like, yeah that's perfect oh god it wasn't angry gary Morris. So who was it i'm trying to think of who it was but i th- i could have sworn i heard them talking about how like that was like he was like the the he was kind of Andy the instruments i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. I was close. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because well, they had said I was reading something about it that it was like they had put them out and they were like, yeah, they're selling like okay. And then all of a sudden, like Andy Timmons started using it and yes. it got impressed, and they were like, we are selling these like crazy, like overnight. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like just needed that one person to be like, no, these are great. Yeah. But uh, no, I I I've always loved that. Uh, heavy cranked jcm 800 sound for distorted guitars but like just in the bands i play in we also need a clean channel for a lot of stuff so i'm like you can't really get that 800 tone you know if you use like the the original like one channel heads like you don't don't get a clean if you're you know diming the drive so i was like this is great you can run it through any clean amp and just get that that sound you know yeah um and then when i got the the one that was mixed with the blues driver the angry driver it's like just open up a whole other world there's so many sounds in that pedal and so many things that you can do that are like super super cool Mm. uh so that that would be my first one would be the the jhs boss angry driver Um, yeah i mean if you're showing up to play with agnostic front and the chromags you can't have a the morning glory you know what i mean no i mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean you could i guess but i wouldn't but you could (laughs) I don't judge. Whatever you gotta do, man. I've yeah. got some weird pedals, so you know I've done some weird gigs. Um, but yeah, that would definitely be my first one. Um, the other, another pedal that I've been uh, just like totally in love with lately is the Earthquaker Devices uh, Hizumitas. I think I'm saying that oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> we were set up next to Earthquaker at Nam, and I was like, I just got that pedal. And I love it. And I kept being like, Am I pronouncing this right? And I think I tried like three times, and I don't know if I actually got the correct pronunciation or not because it was so loud. But uh, it's that is um, uh, Wada from Boris's uh, signature. That's a take on like an old Big Muff clone. Mm-hmm. And I, in the world of fuzz, like Big Muff is my favorite style fuzz. The Elk and- BM Sustainer. That was the one. Yep, that's what that's what she had, and so that's what they kind of recreated for this pedal. Yeah, I, I don't have like I'm I'm not just full of information. I I, I looked it up right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. When, you were, when you were talking about the Les Paul Senior, I'm like googling it on my phone, and I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Okay, cool. You are a font of information. I, I am. Yeah, I'm that, a that's water fountain no of information. Element. You're just passing this all yeah, off. Yeah, drinking like, fountain. My head. I got it. Um, but no, that pedal is great. And like, as a big muff on my, my board, I was always using, um, the JHS muffaletta because I mm-hmm. really liked all the different settings. 
And I was recently like, around like Christmas time, I got this new Earthquaker one. And I like, as soon as I plugged it, I'm like, oh, that is mean and so loud. And I'm like, we're going to be using this one for a while. So I'm, cool. I'm in love with that. It's so, you can do a lot with it, but it's also just like, if you just want that crazy fuzzed out, uh, like stoner rock sound, like, yep, this is it. That's the pedal for that. That's cool. So that, that, that's, that's my fun one that I've been into lately. And then um, two more that if I was just needed something for a gig, uh, MXR Carbon Copy is, I think, like the perfect analog delay pedal. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's hard to beat that. I Yeah, I've had it for like, I don't know, over 10 years. And it's like, hard to beat it just, I keep going back to it. Like if I'm recording and I don't have a board, I just have like a shelf of pedals. I'm like, we need a delay. Get the Carbon Copy. Like that's just the go-to because it's so great. Okay, now, question. Answer. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have a question. Actually, I retract that question. Uh, strike that from the record, everybody. Okay, That's go ahead. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, carbon copy is just a great, simple, easy to use delay pedal. Because I know there are delays that do so much more than that, mm-hmm. but I love how simple that is to use on the fly. Like even just the modulation button to get weird with it is just push the button you have it or you don't and that's it mm-hmm. and like you can fix it at a gig so super easy um which ties into my fourth pedal which i i gotta go uh mxr phase 90 which i've bought oh. and sold and rebought mm. and sold and rebought that pedal so many times because it's the perfect simple phaser like usually when i'm playing like i'm singing too or you know don't always have time to like get super crazy with what you're playing but i'm like throw a phaser on and it just sort of adds a little motion underneath a solo or whatever like lead part you're doing mm-hmm. and having the phase 90 with just the one knob you can just kick it with your foot to change the speed i'm like it's great it's so versatile and you can like you know drop it off a roof and it still works yeah now did you have a uh a, uh, a reissue of that or is it an old vintage I, one or no i think i've always just had the reissue ones mm-hmm. um I didn't realize till like probably way later than I should have that MXR was based out of Rochester, which is like one city over from us mm-hmm. here. And I was like, that's super cool. I never knew that they started there. Um, and I've looked up and like searched for like, oh, let's get an old Bud Box script logo, like try to find a vintage one. But I've always just had like, hey, I found like a reissue that I bought used and threw it on the board and used it for a decade and it never messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, and I feel like every board I have, when I'm like, I need some sort of modulation. I'm like, just get it, grab a Phase 90. It's so simple. It's so easy. Yep. Yeah, and it'll just do it. I totally I'm, get it. I, <laughs> I guess totally I'm, get I'm, it. I'm, a, I'm a little basic sometimes when it comes to that. But that's a, that's okay. I mean, if uh, I, I mean, I definitely know that I overcomplicate things. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done that. Should I put that first or last? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, so, I also I play in a in a cover band where it does like three and four hour gigs and all that. And I feel like I'm the one who's always changing out the gear on the board and mine's the board that before every show I'm like on the floor, like, why is the light flashing? Why isn't it working? <laughs> and like the guy who has like the scuzzy tube screamer that hasn't been moved is like, Why is your shit not working, man? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm the one who's always trying to like change stuff out to be like 
this will make so much more sense and we can do so much more. And then it just doesn't work. And you probably that's that's a small board, too. Right. So you don't have to lug a big oh, yeah. old thing around. Yeah, I think that's if you have a drive, a fuzz, a delay and some modulation like a phaser, I feel like that's enough to get through whatever gig you're trying to get through. What now? What are you using for your power source? Uh, what do I have? I think on one board I have the uh, the Voodoo Labs brick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which model specifically? And then I think on the other band, I think we have the the True Tone one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. C- yeah. C- the CS7. I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. There's. Yeah. I, I put it under. Well, the skinny I, one. I, the skinny one is the six. I know that. I think. I think this one has six outputs. I think there's yeah. six outputs. So it's and slim, so it'll fit like under a pedal train yeah. piano or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put it except the pedal train board. So I just put it underneath, and then I never look at it again. Yeah, so like, it's, it's great. It works. I'm pretty sure that's what I put under there, but that's what's on my pedal train. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. I dig it. Now, um, let's get a little bit more geary while we're talking about this. Now, uh, what? Tell us about your amplification system. Ooh. Um, I have bunch of amps in my arsenal but my go-to is the vox ac15 that i use for most things that tony's a vox guy you're a vox guy oh, yes yeah. i am i've i which uh, which model do you have of the uh, ac15 so i have two of them um one they're they're, they're both the like how are they are they china or vietnam uh, the, o- overseas the, made the new one the, the cc series yeah so yeah. i have one of those that i got in like early 2000s that i brought to a a buddy of mine um was getting into like pedal mods and like amp mods and stuff and this is like way way before i was ever even dreaming of doing that i was like that's just voodoo and witchcraft <laughs> and he took my i my had the ac15 and i was like i don't love it like i want to love it but i don't love it that's where i was and so he took it and he's like did some voodoo on it and some stuff and he brought it back and i'm like what'd you do and he's like all he would tell me is like i put it to 60 specs and i was Ah. like i don't know i don't know what that means and he's like well you have parts in there that cost a nickel i replaced them with parts that cost a quarter and and i I was like uh, again i don't know what you're talking about but it's like i but i played it and suddenly like the eq was just like wide open like you could just attain so much more and like it just responded so much better and i love that amp and like i've played it at gigs where there's like studio dudes there and they were like what is that and i was like it's an ac15 and they're like no it's not <laughs> like what and i'm like well it's mine that's what i got <laughs> and i'm like terrified i know i could open it up and like go in and see what he did but i'm like don't breathe on it yeah. don't change anything don't mess with it yeah, those, the, that's the one downside of the CC series is they yeah. are uh, circuit board. Yeah. Uh, now, now, I have an AC15HW that's the hand-wired one yep. made, made in Vietnam. And it's uh, it's true. It's a it's turret board construction. So uh-huh. it's really, if, you, if anything ever goes wrong with it, which it's not likely that it will, but if it does, it's super easy to fix. Yeah. So the, I, I, I mean, I got that one and i was using that for all of our gigs and i was bringing it in and out of the house every week up and downstairs and i'm like eventually you know we're here in the the northeast our winters can get a little brutal Mm -hmm. and i got our house that we had moved into has some stairs on the side that you would load out of and i'm Uh like 
I would rather just buy another AC-15 and leave it in my car mm-hmm. than pay for back surgery. <laughs> so yeah. I bought one of the newer ones that's just in, like, green Tolex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that, yeah. And I've been using that for gigs. And the same deal of, like, if we go play somewhere and, you know, the thing dies or whatever, it's like, I can find an AC-15 in most cities yeah. that we're playing in that I can yeah. get me through the night. You know what I mean? Like, rent it, buy it, return it, whatever you got to do. Like, it'll get me through. So I... Like I said, I I have other amps in my house that I'll use for recording. Um, I have like a Music Man HD 130 that mm-hmm. I love for the clean sound. Um, I scored an amazing deal on a high watt uh, custom 100 head. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, and and I have an Orange 8030, the twin channel. It sounds great. Like there's a bunch of different amps here, but that AC 15 is like my favorite. The, the modded one is like my favorite sound. But for um, going on yeah, for gigs, I like I take the other one just because it's less of an investment. It's easier to replace. Yeah, and it's in a road case. And when I was deciding between the fifteen or the thirty, I picked up a thirty, <laughs> and I was like, "That's not even in a road case yet." I'm like, "Yeah, no, you're yeah. going fifteen. There's a reason there's three handles on AC thirties, <laughs> dude. They're so rough. <laughs> but no, and I'm the I'm the same way. I mean, I I I had an AC thirty. Uh, that I actually traded in to get this uh, AC-15, and I've never looked back. I mean, that that has become my, you know, yeah. if I'm testing pedals out, if I, you know, because I know what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, the only upgrade I've ever done to it is I put a Celestian Blue in it, and um, it, you know, that really opened it up from there. There was yeah. a green back in it originally. Yeah, so mine has in it. Yeah. <clears throat> and man, it's just you know, it's it's it's. It's nice to have an amp that you. When know. you say open it up, tell, tell me about that, Tony. Well, it just changes the frequencies a lot. I mean, the the difference between you have a certain, more range. Well, or the brighter the brights up, are brighter. It, it breaks up sooner because it's an Elmico magnet versus a ceramic magnet. Yeah, and it's also so to, it's got no soul. Well, no, I'm just yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> no, it, it it also seems to have more compression to my ear. I don't know what. Mm. I guess it, it the sound is just consistently good, and that's and they're, they're just such a fun amp because yeah. you can do some. You can get a great clean with it. Yeah, if if you do just crank the pre gain, it sounds so angry. Yeah, and it's in the best way. Yeah. Like I've done albums where we're like. None of these pedals are what I want. I just like crank that. Like, just do a track of this as the dirty, and you're like, oh, that's perfect. It's, yeah. it's so good. I have to admit, you guys are making me like rethink the the, the my disassociation with the with the Vox. Well, but I will say, spoiler alert: we're gonna do a Vox 101. Ooh, a so, Vox 101. I can't yeah, wait. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I like uh, that. Not and with Rob. So Rob's gonna talk about all the Chef different a. moddy things and all the weird stuff. And yeah, it's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're just, it's, it's, it's a very re, I think reliable, just great sounding amp because like when you play three four hours of covers, you got to cover a very wide range of tones. And I know everybody puts like, oh, you're fender style is like the better pedal platform but i don't know a lot of the, i was just the pedals i use are just what it is but i just love it's totally the different way sound. the box takes it yeah, yeah. i think it just it, it just sounds great are you in a one guitar band two guitar band uh it's a two guitar band okay 
So the other nice thing about Vox is, in particular, especially if you're on the road, is if you bring a skillet with you and set it on top of the top <laughs> vent, you can actually fry eggs in it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, well, just while we're talking about Vox stuff really quick, guys, um, and we'll get much more into this in the uh, aforementioned uh, episode, but um, it, it, characteristically, uh, you know, Fender's going to sound – Fender sound – Vox sound, Marshall sound. Right. Okay. And we got lots of people who maybe they're like, dude, why why are you even discussing this? We know this. But a lot of people still don't because yeah. a lot of people have only had one amp or maybe are, are, are using things that aren't even like full-blown amps yet. So let just g- give us the, the, the elevator. We're going to floor three. Floor one, Fender, go. Fender, clean, bright. Vox. Yeah. Uh, probably a little dirty, but not as dirty as Mr. Marshall. Yeah. Uh, I the, the box has the chimey. That's chimey, the chimey. Like, Thank you. When, That's I, a, when I hear Fender for the cleans, I think it's a very well-rounded sound. Like it's more of a the hot top end. It's a hi-fi amp. Dark. Yeah, and the Vox definitely has a little bit more sharpness to it, and like like the crispiness. Yeah, you know. And then Marshall is just meant to be a. Really nasty sounding. Yeah, I who wins in the who wins in the mids, Tony? In, in your in your ears, yeah. Well, I think Marshalls probably peak out more than than Voxes do. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. Um, and Fender I mean, what, Fenders are, I mean, they're pretty even keeled. That that's the one thing about a Fender. And you know, if you need to boost something, I mean, their their mid range is pretty stable, and you can boost your highs and lows. Hmm. And um, I, I think if you're playing in a two guitar band, like one of the tricks that I've always tried to do is like when you're playing with two guitars, have the discussion of be like, do you want the higher mids or do you want the lower mids? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And like yeah. you both, you each need to tailor where it is, and then suddenly your sound guy doesn't have to work as hard. Right. Like I played in a band years ago where I had a JCM 900 that was all mids for that. And our other guitar player had a fifty-one fifty, where he would just like scoop the mids. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can perfect. Have, you can have the high and low. It's like a taco. Just, yeah, yeah. I'll sit right in the middle. And like, I was watching like you know old videos of us playing where it's like there's no sound guys. It's just a punk rock gig where the only thing through the PA is vocals. So like you're doing your own mix on stage, and you're like, I like can totally like hear the tree bar. Guitar. We were yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> like all those kind of things where I'm like, you can totally hear everything because we're just staying out of each other's way. Yeah. And it's it sounds fine. Yeah. And that I'll, that also helps with for those who are getting into playing with the band, mm-hmm. um, uh, that also can greatly make you not end up hating each other because oh, you yeah. start to get into volume wars. Yeah. And then everybody well, because I can't hear my thing. Well, I'll turn up. Well, no, I can't hear my thing. So you turn up and then your your frequencies are canceling each other out or at least uh not as you said so well put making room for each other in there. Yeah. Well, I actually built a pedal to solve that problem. No kidding. <laughs> Let's get into some of this. But first. There you go. But first. But first. Tell us about the guitar you're playing. Oh, yes. Because that is another way that you, if you're in a two guitar Tony. band, if you're in a two guitar band, not only having different amps that are, you know, sonically slightly different, but yes. having, say, a Strat and a Les Paul in the same band, yeah. you, you, or or something else in a Les Paul, a Telecaster, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, <laughs> why do you hate Strat so much, Todd? Is it too much of a guitar uh, for you? Uh, are you anyway. not a Strat guy, Todd? Oh, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> I, I made a whole either. post about that. Oh, you, yeah, go check out the Instagram. You'll love it. You'll love it. I promise. Dude, it's from it's from Nam because every single I couldn't I couldn't go to a booth and I was yeah, like, hey, not, let me play your pillow. I'm like, seriously, Strat, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. So, but, oh, it's funny. The only, so like my first guitar ever was a Strat because you know you're like 15 and you're like Strat Pack. Everything's right there. Oh yes. Yep. And Everything you ever need. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, until you find other stuff. And then I've had so many guitars, but like no strats. But I have one. I do have one strat that I got at a garage sale that was like a 80s, like Squire made in Korea or something. And that's the one that sits upstairs that I like test pedals with. <laughs> so nice. I'm like, I test them with a strat. Then they come down to the basement and play with all the other toys. But like, yeah, that's the only strat I have is just for testing pedals. Yeah, that's nice. But so, what are, what other toys do you have in your collection? Uh, so usually for the original band for Bridge Under Fire, um, our other guitar player plays like a Les Paul, and so he has like the fatter, thick sound. So I end up using a Jazzmaster usually, and I have oh, the yeah. one the one that I've been favoring has been like a parts caster that uh, I found a bunch of stuff, and me and our bass player put it together, and. Um, it's just a, you know, really bright, jangly jazz master, you know, and it just is very crisp and clear. And same thing of like, doesn't matter really what amps we're using. When you have a Les Paul and a jazz master, they do not overlap very much. Not right? at all. Yeah. So they definitely stay out of each other's way. Um, when I do the cover stuff, I'll usually do something more with humbuckers. Um, another, uh, I've been using. Um, what was the one that Gibson did? The SG Special from a couple of years ago. That was like all natural wood with like the mini humbuckers in it. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was it was like a, the special, but for like that year, for like it was like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one of those and just yeah, just a solid body with humbuckers, and I'll change out that for different stuff when you're playing longer sets. But that's usually that's very Fugazi of you. <laughs> Try you know. <laughs> I just want to be cool, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, it's been great talking about your guitar yeah, stuff or whatever. <laughs> We're gear yeah. talking. Thanks is, for is, hogging is the some, whole show about there, your gear. Is there something else that you offer? I mean, or you, you just play yeah. gear? Yeah, <laughs> that's, it. that's it. All gear. Yeah, all, all, all this. Well, let me tee this up here, Mark. So uh, we ran into you at Nam. Uh, Billy and I did, and we had a great conversation with you. And instantly, I knew you would be great to have on the show. Uh, fun to talk to and I know that you've got a, a really cool story behind the pedal company that you uh, created um, as as we have talked to so many who also found uh, the, the time and opportunity in 2020 to say hmm well yeah. Let's try this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but aside from the, you know, the, that dumbness uh, of that year, uh, you you also, I think you have a great, a great backstory. So without further ado, um, Mark Turley, uh, builder, creator, founder of Summer School. So tell us about your company and how you got started. Well, I was born in 1985. Let me start you there. <laughs> um, no, I talk a lot, but I won't go that far. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my day job is I'm a teacher. Uh, I teach math, AIS, and special ed. Um, everybody asks, what is AIS? What, that's the question. AIS is Academic Intervention Services. Okay. Which means 
This is uh, like challenged kids and stuff. It, it's kids who um, don't qualify for special ed, but may need some extra help in math. Okay. So if it's like we don't have to have a year's worth of meetings to get you identified. But if it's like you just need extra help for like a half hour a day for like four months and we'll kind of get you caught up. Tony pointed at me, by the way, when you when you said that <laughs> he did. He, he, he could, I mean, it was so fast. I, I couldn't even look at him and he was always like, pointing at me. I had to, I was a disaster. In math. I took algebra four times and I never passed. That, I, it's what's funny is I failed calculus in college. So oh, no. Like, when I first started, <laughs> I thought I was going to be an engineering major. Oh, and no. I'm just failing out and changing. So now when kids are like math sucks, I'm like, yeah, it does. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? It's really hard. I'm like, I know it's hard. I'm like, I failed a lot. Like, I get it, bro. Like, yeah. We're, we're in this together. But what's cool is some people are just like, um, it's as clear as an unmuddied lake. Yeah. You know? No. It's, uh, that's, I've, and I've had that. That's my daughter. One, one of my daughters. The other two hate it. But one of them is just like, math whiz. Yeah. It's crazy. So well, easy. And I've talked to other teachers where I'm like, have you ever failed a subject? They're like, oh, God, no. I'm like, then you don't get it. Like, <laughs> You have to know how to fail to know how to teach someone that's failing. Like, that's oh, whole, hey, that's really that, smart. That is really, yeah. I like uh, that perspective. I should be a teacher. There you go. Join, there's a shortage. Come join us. <laughs> My uh, wife's actually a teacher. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what she, does she teach? Uh, she teaches, oh, golly, uh, social studies and a couple other things to middle school. Uh, oh, okay. But middle school, like... Uh, Kids uh, attitudinally challenged and oh, stuff mm. like uh, the, the smart like this. She's got the super smart ones and the super challenged ones in the same class. Oh boy! Yeah. So yeah. and she told me to tell you it's that what you do is STEM. That's what she ah, said. Yeah. That's true. Because of your pedals and science and all that yeah. stuff. She thought that'd be so, really hilarious. So there you go. I said it. It is. It's ha ha. Cool. Here we go. I get it. Anyways, so, enough about us. Let's talk about you. There we go. So. I'm a teacher. That's what I've done. Um, so when 2020 hit and the school year ended, it was summertime. And I'm like, well, I don't have any kids to teach and there's no gigs. So when you have nothing to do, there's like 30 hours in a day. So I just needed to find some new hobby because I was like, I can only play guitar and record songs in, that no one will hear in the basement for so long. So um, I was trying to find something to fill time. And I was like, well, I could buy a Lego set and build that, but knowing me, I'll have a house full of Legos. My wife will be like, stepping on them. <laughs> like, yeah, like, how long is this going to happen for? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? So, um, I was like, I don't know. I've heard of those build your own clone kits. So I bought one and I was like, let's try to build a fuzz. And so I started doing it all sorts of wrong. Like, my soldering was garbage, parts yeah. were like backwards. Um, so I had to like go on the forums to get like support and, so I tried another one. Uh, it got that to work. And then a buddy who played in a band that we had played in like Pennsylvania that we had played shows with saw me post something and was like, you're building pedals? He's like, I've built a few. And he sent me all these resources where he's like, I buy parts from this site and I buy PCB boards from here. That, that gets confusing. The whole parts, the, yeah. the parts shuffle. So, but he's like, but you can get them so much cheaper because you're sourcing your own parts. It's not like you're buying a pre-made kit where somebody else already put it together. So, like, mm -hmm. it's a little more labor, but your cost goes down. And I was like, dude, I'm home all summer. I got nothing but time. Let's do it. So I started doing that and building some more clones. And I was just like, this is really fun. Because mm -hmm. there's pedal, and you could start getting, like, uh, you know, I wonder what it sounds like to play through a King of Tone. I was like, well, 
the the wait list is four years yeah. and <laughs> to and buy mortgage one your used, house yeah to buy one used it's like over a grand i'm like it's more time effective and cost effective for me to learn this skill from scratch than to go get on a wait list to get this pedal yeah you could get a master's in electronics before you get one <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'm like actually <laughs> I'll just figure this out. So we'll do that. So I started going through and building clones and like I would sell a couple on reverb and use that money to buy more to make more for me. And I had like friends placing orders for stuff. And it was just like and they kept being like, you're going to start a business. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and uh, during the during the pandemic, we got our two dogs, Gus and Gladys. Yes. And um, we had joked like, oh, we'll make Gus's own signature pedal called the Gus Drive. And uh so the following summer, I was like, how would you do that? So at this point, I'd gotten into like, instead of just building off of a PCB, I got into like, how do you breadboard? How do you mod designs? How do you read a schematic? How do you uh, like make your own? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that. And I reached out to my buddy, Steve Peterson, who does our T-shirts for like our bands. And I was like, "Can here's a picture of my dog. Like, I made this layout of a pedal. Can you do this, but like make it better? And so, like, he designed this whole life. I'm like, we're going to make a pedal called the Gus Drive. Yeah. And, and um, it was basically my take on, like, a DoD 250 Distortion Plus style. Mm-hmm. It's got more volume, more gain. Um, can do more, like, boost and distortion. It's just a l- little different. And uh, I ordered, like, a dozen of them. And I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll play one and, like, 11 will sit on the shelf and it'll be, like, a funny story someday. <laughs> and we got 13 orders. Oh, wow. Like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> I guess I need to like get buy, some more now. Buy more parts. <laughs> yeah. And so this was by this point, it was like we started in like September of uh, 21. So I started doing that and making those. And then Black Friday was coming up. I was like, well, we have another dog named Gladys. And the other pedal I use a lot uh, is a Blues Breaker clone that I started messing with and modding. So Gladys got her own pedal. So it's like a Blues Breaker. So like, Gus is our bigger dog. He's the heavier distortion. Gladys is the uh, smaller dog. It's the lighter distortion, you know? Yeah. And uh, started doing that. And then it was just like other ideas of um, we were talking earlier about the getting in a volume war with your other guitar player. I was having that issue. Um, so I built a boost that had a resistor that we turned into a, a pot where you can make it twangier. So instead of being like a volume boost for a guitar solo, it'll just boost the the top end, the brightness. Yeah. So suddenly you don't get louder than the other guitar player. You get brighter for your solo. So you'll cut through. And then when your solo's done, you go you go right back into the mix where you were. You're still at the same volume. Gotcha. So that's the, the booster booster. That was where we went from that one. And so like ideas just kept rolling. And um, we, you know, took the name Summer School based on like, when I was trying to come up with a name for this like fake business as it was starting and like, I'll make 12 pedals with my dog and no one will care. I was like, I'm a teacher. This is everybody's always talking like, who's going to teach summer school. And I'm like, I'm just going to build pedals all summer. Like this is my own summer school. I'm just going to do that. So that's where we got the name from. Yeah. Just being like, I'll do that. Apropos. Um, yeah. So well now we're now, gonna the when you, when, so when you started doing the pedals, you're like, Hey, this is, this is gravy. I can do this. Yeah. And then you start going like, oh wait, I gotta do build a business thing behind this. That yeah, that sucks. When I was I was talking to other builders at Nam and um, the guys from uh, I think it was KMA. I think that's who we were talking to. They were like, I was like, the hardest part is just like 
learning how to scale. And he just gave me a hug. It was like, yes. <laughs> he was like, starting a business. He was like, building pedals? You can do that. Designing? Anybody can learn that. He's like, learning all the stuff that's like, you're not passionate about of like, how do I not run out of money? Yeah. Like that's, that, LLC, that's, what? Yeah. <laughs> all that like crazy stuff now. Like I have a, I have a, a lawyer now from doing this business. And I was like, and he's a guitar player too. I'm like, what do you play? He's like blues. I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got my blues lawyer. Do you have a jazz there. dentist too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, God. that's, that's pretty good. So, but yeah, it's, it just kind of snowballed all through there. And then um, we had gotten like, I I was, I'm a, you can probably tell from my four on the floor. Like I'm a big fan of uh, JHS. Like I just like mm-hmm. their pedals, their business. And a lot of Josh's early videos were like really helpful in understanding different circuit types and components. And like when you're trying to teach yourself, you're like, oh, that's a resource. So I had sent him uh, one of the Gus drives just as a thank you being like, it's somewhere in that room. I don't, I don't know where it'll be, but like, whatever. I sent it to him. Yeah. And he, and he ended up featuring it, uh, last January. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And like, we started getting orders from there and he's like, if you got any more stuff, send me stuff. So, and I've sent him stuff and now like they've featured a bunch of it. They've been super helpful to us. Um, he actually reached out and helped us get some guitars to start a guitar club at our school. Oh, that's amazing. With the, uh, songbirds uh museum out of chattanooga they have a guitar for kids program and so they yes we got like a bunch of so now we today after school i had a bunch of kids for guitar club and we just all played they wanted to learn how to play smells like teen spirit so ah. it was great. <laughs> i was like uh. it was like he was like, I heard this song on TikTok. Do you know how to play this? I'm like, yes, I do, friend. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's isn't that weird when they when uh, like my daughters and dad like dad the, the thing was on Stranger Things. It was so yeah. cool. Dad, dad. I'm like, uh, you know, I sit back. Let me tell you how when I encountered that yeah. back in the blah blah blah, and I was skating with skin knees and a yeah. teeth grit. You know, <laughs> well, it's it's hilarious. Like we have, um, I mean, the kids are awesome. We like do that whole thing. I could I could go off on a whole hour about our guitar club, and some of the kids are like. And like, hey man, like, what do you love? He's like, mm, I listen to a lot of thrash metal. And I was like, well, what do you like? He's like, Slayer. So I started playing like Raining Blood. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This kid's face lit up. And he's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's like, rad. That's well, that's yeah, cool. It's, it's so cool. So can we talk a little bit about uh, the pedal that we've had a chance to, to to play around with a little bit? That would be the the Science Fair. Yes, that is our our best seller right now. And give us the, uh, the the brief introduction to the science fair. All right. So the science fair is basically two pedals in one. It's a tube screamer style circuit that mm-hmm. we call the test tube screamer and a rat style circuit that we call the lab rat. So together they make the science fair. But they're Clever. Put together, yeah. They're put together in parallel instead of series. So instead of running one into the other or vice versa, like you could do with any tube screamer rat, there's a blend knob. Mm-hmm. So each pedal has its own drive. Each one has its own tone knob. There's one master volume and the blend. So you can decide how much of either one you want. So if you went 100% left or right, you could get, you know, a rat style or a tube screamer style. But you also have a thousand different 
variations in between as you blend the two circuits together. Yeah, that's when I was playing with it. I mean, I, I found that blend knob to be extremely I love a blend useful. Knob. Love a blend it's, knob. Yeah. It's super fun um, just because you can totally, if you're playing, like I said, playing different guitars, different amps, different, it, it, like it, when you're recording, if you're just like, I just need this to sound a little different, like, boop, there it is. I just needed that little little change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the idea came from uh, a friend, Matt Dunn, who writes for um, Guitars for Idiots, and he does some writing for UltimateGuitar.com. Mm-hmm. Him and I were talking, and we were talking about, talking about like parallel distortions and stuff, because that's what, that's what nerds do. And uh, he had brought up, like, what if you ran, like, a tube screamer and a blues breaker uh, in parallel and then I was like well they're they're kind of similar soft clipping circuits like the only real difference is like the mid hump of a tube screamer mm-hmm. and I was like well what if we went to like a hard clipping pedal like a rat and we got way different and he was like now he's like could you do that I'm like sure probably and then it just kind of went from there and started like breadboarding and trying different stuff and had to you know it took some changes along the way to make it all work right but um, it definitely, uh, was received pretty well. And, uh, again, bringing it back with our, our friends at JHS, they put it as one of their top 10 of last year. Um, that's awesome, man. It was great. Uh, and like, I think at the time I only had maybe like, like, I don't know, five or so like in stock, like built on the shelf. And then I see like, they post like, oh, tomorrow we're releasing the top 10. I'm like, oh, that's my pedal in the picture. And like, oh, that must have felt so awesome. It was awesome. I'm like, I guess I should build a few more. <laughs> so, so I tried to like make what I could. And then it aired at like noon and I watched it. And I was like, this is so cool. It's very weird feeling, but it's so cool and so nice. And like, you know, I feel amazing and I'm appreciative that they did all this. And then my phone is, it was like the day before Christmas Eve. So like, we're having dinner with family and my phone just keeps buzzing with orders. So I'm like, Oh, we're going to be building for a while. Like this, we had to like go on to back order. And I was just like, this is going to be a lot. So, and it was so, like I said, super nice and helpful, but it was definitely like, you want to know how to scale a company. Like you just got hit with a ton of orders. You better learn to scale like yesterday. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Super so cool. Yeah. So what else do you have in the, uh, in the, in, in the works that, uh, that you can talk about. Yes, because we, we know that people are going to be visiting the actual site. By the way, can you tell them where to go? Oh, good idea. Oh, you can go to summerschoolelectronics.com. That's our main site. Um, I also have them on Reverb as well. Uh, those are the two main spots. And then we're in that's about 10 stores right now. I think uh, most in the Northeast. Um, and then one in California. Uh, one in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, uh, Virginia, and most are in New York and like uh, we're out in mm-hmm. shop in Boston. We have all on our dealer site. We have everything listed right there. If any dealers are listening, shoot me an email. We're always looking. Shoot for it out dealers. to Jose, to, to Jose, John, <laughs> Johnny Morales out in, at Oakland, Oakland Guitars. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, the uh, oh wait, uh, Mountain Music is in Oakland. That's where. Yeah, that's where we're. They're one of our people out there right now. Um, we met them at NAM. They're super cool. So, uh, but yeah, so we went to NAM this year as our first time and we brought some previews of some pedals that are coming out later this year. Um, 
one of the ones that's coming out. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but I can, uh, I can next week. Little. Next week. Next week. All right. Which well, would be this week when you're listening, or or what, okay. or who knows when you're listening. That's oh right. man, it, it would have already been out. Well, in scheduled for early July, there is Drum a, roll. New fuzz, a new fuzz pedal coming out. Okay. Uh, called the Pep Rally. It's going to be loud and proud. It is a very fun, very loud fuzz pedal that can do your classic Hendrixy kind of stuff. But if you dime that fuzz knob, it gets into real like sonic annihilation, like crazy noise stuff. So you can do a lot with that one. Awesome. Uh, um, we have another one sticking with the school theme. I get it. I get oh, it. Yeah, that's, where, that's where we're rolling now. Everything's going with that theme. Yeah. Uh, we have another one slated for end of summer and one slated for Black Friday. But I don't want to lock into anything permanent just yet because we have to. We're learning that we have to start doing press releases and stuff, oh. so we got to tie it all in together. You know, nice. We're learning how to be be uh, grown ups at this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But that, but yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll say that there is a fuzz coming out in early summer that we're good. working on. We'll keep well, keep our good. eyes open and definitely keep in touch with us too as you're releasing things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Give you some air cover, my man. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a lot of growing within the year and like i have teachers that i work with that will come in my room and be like i got a name for a pedal you should call it the principal's office yeah. and i'm like well what is it and they're like i don't know you figure that out just, <laughs> yeah so yeah we have to it, it's a whole i have a whole list of like pedal ideas and then a whole list of puns and we have to try to match them all up to be like what would this be yeah that's really cool super cool yeah thank you yeah, man. And I, I love a, a good, I love a good theme, and I love when you can, you know, grow it. You know, it's having something that is unique and ownable is is really kind of a. I mean, this is gonna sound corny, but it is a joy. Yeah. You know, it's one thing well, to, to to do something when you go like, wait, yeah, but I just made this mine. Yeah, and it's one of those weird things. Where like we started, it was literally like it'd be cool to make a pedal called the trash panda and have it be like a weird fuzz or like fuzz overdrive. So like we did that and then, and now we're getting to like, Oh wait, if we're doing school, you can do so many school puns. Cause like I put out, um, the snow day delay, which is like two delay pedals in one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that ties in. Like, you know, we have snow days and that's like our thing here. And then, you know, you get into the science fair. It's like, Oh, there's school. And all right, yep. we're going down the school road with everything going forward. So it's like, we might have to do some rebranding. Things might get discontinued or re-released under different stuff. So we're going to figure out what to do with the ones that don't totally fit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we're doing that. And then, like, the two dog pedals, like, Gus and Gladys have just kind of become, like, our mascots at this point. So we're like, they're sticking around. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we've done, we have people reach out to do, like, custom stuff where they're like, uh, I like the Gladys pedal, but I don't know Gladys. Like, I like my dog. <laughs> so we have a whole custom order form on our site where you can pick your case color, uh, send us a photo of your pet. Uh, you pick the knobs, the LED, like everything. The mascot. We'll, the mascot. Yeah, and we'll we'll swap it out, and so you can so you can get like your dog or cat, or we've done a bird, we've done a bunny. Haven't done any reptiles yet, <laughs> um, but you can pick any of our circuits and just get that your pet on the on the circuit. I like it. So. I like it. Teacher's pet. Oh! oh! I mean, there's been talk of a possible two-in-one coming out in the future that would be that. That is that is one of the ideas I've been playing with. I like it. 
Well, whatever you do, we know it's going to be fun, and we know it's going to sound good, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. You bet. Uh, speaking of uh, Mr. No Fun, and I mean, uh, Mr. Fun, sorry. That was a slip. That was a slip. <laughs> speaking oh, of Mr. Fun, slip. we're going uh, to uh, check in with Tony. I can hear the El Camino starting up. Yeah, but we're going we're gonna to swing past Jared as he... Throws us a, a cold one out the from the patio. From, he's, yes, from the from deck the he's deck. building. The deck boards are and, going on. And leave him in the dust. Yes. That's right, Todd. Because at this point of the show, it's a little game that we play called uh, Would You Rather? That, that's, a, that's better. Yeah. All right. Okay, Todd. That's enough. <laughs> This week's Would You Rather, our friend, the Stoner Genie. The Stoner Genie. The Stoner Genie is I visiting. And you know why? Because the Stoner Genie specializes in smashed guitars. Okay. Because he keeps, you know, like tripping over them and stuff. Oh, man. okay. You know, and they He's fall. not aggressive. He's just clumsy. No, man. It's like nothing. It's just like the way it is. Okay. So <laughs> so he works at your shop. <laughs> yeah. He loves, he loves the lacquer. <laughs> um, so you're walking down the street. Yeah. And you run into the stoner genie. Okay. He says, dude. Yeah. You'll never guess what I've got here, man. <laughs> what? I've got three smashed guitars that ah, can be yours. Like three wishes. Like three wishes, but you only get to pick one, man. Okay. And, you know, the other ones I'm keeping. Okay. And, and, and you know, so, but they're so smashed. So it's like a would you rather er. Yeah. They're, okay. They're smashed. Do you get it, man? Yeah, I got it. It's a, no pun intended, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, what the the stoner genie tells you, here are your three choices. Now, you may or may not have heard this. But Mr. Kurt Cobain's smashed 1990 Made in Japan Strat recently sold for oh, $600,000. <laughs> Ten times as much as they projected that it would sell for. It's totally what Kurt would have wanted. Yeah, I'm sure he's all about the money. <laughs> um, but this is a guitar that Kurt smashed, and he signed and did some, you know, all the band members. It was literally smashed. Somebody put it back together, and um, it's it's virtually unplayable as it stands now. Okay. But somebody said, "Hey, hey, what's what's a half a million or so between friends?" That's choice number one. Yes. The second one is the Jimi Hendrix 1965 Strat that he set on fire. You're doing all Strats, aren't you? No. You are. I'm, the, <laughs> I can see your face. The next one is for you, Todd. Uh, he set this one on fire at the Monterey Pop Festival. Um, it's not technically smashed, but it's pretty well destroyed. Well damaged. Well damaged. That one sold eh, probably 10 years ago for about $500,000. Okay. And the third one mm -hmm. is Noel Gallagher's 1960 ES355 that his brother Liam smashed in an argument, and that <laughs> led to the breakup of Oasis as we know them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. among other yeah, things. Among, that was, among other that things. was the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that one sold eh, probably in the last 10 years for about $400,000. Yeah. So, dude, which one are you going to pick, that's man? Not, that's not hard. Well, I know, but... Okay. Some of these other ones are pretty Some of these other ones might be hard. I mean, John Esterlape, he'd be all over that smashed Kurt Cobain. Sure. Right? Um, there were a couple of others that I looked up that I would have preferred, but... Uh-huh. Should I go first, Todd? Yes, please go first. I'm going to surprise you because I'm going to go with the Noel Gallagher... 1960 ES355. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Because it led to the breakup of Oasis. Oh, uh, you <laughs> bastard. That's so rotten. That's the whole reason you put it in. Oh, you cruel. Is it would you rather if it's like, I want this? Is that still would you rather? Yeah, yeah I it's, guess so. It is, it, it is with the stoner genie. He doesn't get, he didn't read the rules. Yeah, All well, right. you know, he's, you know, he's, he's <laughs> rules, man. We don't need rules no stinking rules, fools, man. <laughs> How about you, Mark? What you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the Cobain one. I think. Ah, yeah. That's. I feel like that. Uh, that band is is a very a very special band to me. So I would I would take that one. Okay. All right. And Todd, you're not allowed to answer the question because we already know your answer. No, I'm gonna go with the Cobain one too. Are you serious? And then I'm gonna burn it. Oh, <laughs> you're an evil, evil man. <laughs> uh, That's your final answer. That is my final answer. No, oh, yes, you because go. I know that that Knowles is in your hand. Yes, yes. What and then I someday I'll get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you been reading the will? I'm again? in your will. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, that was fun. That was a fun one, Tony. Um, and I'm glad we got to meet the the. Uh, the long lost brother of the the genie that has been plaguing us, the Stoner genie. The stoner well, I'm genie. sure we'll make a repeat uh, oh, appearance yeah. in the future. I think so there's probably a few other brothers out there. I, I think there might be. <laughs> All right, um, we need to say thank you to uh, uh, some very very special people, and then we're going to let our very good friend Mark Turley get out of yes. here. Get out of here. So, Todd, at this point of the show, Mm -hmm. there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, you might be wondering, what's this executive producer of which Tony speaks? Well, an executive producer makes the show possible. How does one become one of these executive producers of which Tony speaks? Mm. How does one become the executive producer of which I speak? Of which you speak. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with some very, and I do mean very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more. Jared? You get to have your name right on the thing. Oh, I didn't think Jared was going to be on today. No, I am, little buddy. (laughs) So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Micah D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bilgola Guitars. John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, 
Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Bresen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pappas, and David Tyndall. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, but so wait, much Todd, uh, there's more because there's a special, special group of executive producers we call our Grand Poobas. These fine folks get a fez to wear upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. And Perfect. at the same time. So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wang. Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff. Sean S. S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, and Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all. Uh, thank y'all. Uh, thank y'all. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Truly, 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 the rock solid foundation supporting us uh, has been, we just. That's them. And, uh, and we, we love them. We couldn't appreciate it more. Um, and if you are interested, we would greatly appreciate you as well. Um, so without further ado, Mr. Mark Turley, uh, where can people find you and buy your nice things and all that stuff? Uh, the best source is summerschoolelectronics.com. Uh, also, I regularly check our Instagram and Facebook under the same name, Summer School Electronics. And uh, they're available at, uh, on Reverb and at a couple of our dealers. So that's the spot. Excellent. Nice. And on top of getting a really cool product, you're helping a teacher out. And that is important because we would be nowhere without our teachers. Mm. And we appreciate it. You are welcome. Uh, Tony. For all your PickGuard needs, go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I offer online. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email and let me know what you're trying to do. Custom but, just means you get the thing that you want the you way you it. want it. You get it the way you want it. The way you never even thought you could probably even have it. And I will take excellent care of you. Mm-hmm. All right. You can uh, drop me a line in the emails, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. Love to hear from you. Please share your thoughts. And, and hey, send us a would you rather. We got all these genies running around. Who knows how many have been this this family of genies has spawned? I believe so. Yes, we would. Let, you know what? Let's make that the challenge. We want to hear from your favorite genie. Oh, I like I that. Like that I idea. like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want to say thank you to Mark Turley of Summer School Electronics for gracing us with his time and sharing his stories and making some really cool stuff. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, everybody. Have a fantastic guitar week out there. And subscribe! Yeah. And tell all your friends to listen to the show. Back surprised. Oh, my God. People never ask me this. (laughs) Great. (laughs) 
Yeah. Do, do that. Easily. You should do that. Yes. Hey, take a minute and meet Tony. Hang on. <laughs> I think it was close. There was a uh, place called the Tree Bar. Oh, the oh Tree yeah. Bar is great. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a dump, but it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Is it still open? <laughs> that's all I needed. That's all. I, that's what I came here for. Yeah. Uh, Sli- yes. Slight praise and dog talk. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Right what more can you ask for? When when we first started saying, um, "Hey, just you know, we don't curse," and then so then he just kind of like old school, he just says all the words. Yeah. And and some of them are like actually, it's like Jared. That's like super. Wow, you really went for it right there. <laughs> like, yeah. We can't say that. He really would lean into certain things, and you're like, yeah. wow, you are enjoying this, aren't you? Yeah. So we are not even, this is not normal. This is not, this is not how it typically goes. Maybe I should do that over because this is awkward now. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Um, yeah. We're getting that out of the way now before that little red recording light comes on. Sure. Uh, oops. <laughs> All right. Tony, tighten up your jock strap. It's okay, I did it, Todd. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.